On this week's episode of the WNP Podcast, we preview the New Year's Six Bowls and look back at an awesome college football season. Stay tuned. Episode 127 of the We're Not Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing swell. Thank you for asking. How are you? <laughs> you almost missed there. No, I was trying to throw you off. Oh, okay. Get you a little hezzy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You hit me with the hezzy. Right. Uh, I'm doing great. We had a uh, we had a Christmas that is, we had a Christmas. I can't sure. lie about that one. That is for that is for sure. Uh, we hope you guys all had a great Christmas. We're able to see some family and celebrate the holiday. Uh, New Year's coming up, and New Year's brings some college football games. So, going to be previewing those. Excited to do that. Um, any big plans for New Year's? Um. I, I plan to like wake up then at some point go to bed and wake up the next day. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's that's the plan. But yeah. in reality, uh, run running it back. J Do's last year. Mm. Might as well go back to J Do's this year. Nice, nice. Might as well. Uh, I'll be watching the games at my dad's. He's he's a Georgia fan, so got to be there to support him. Oh, and we will be watching the games at J Do's, or I will not be at J Do's. I should mention that. I I, I made that clear. I w- yeah. I would rather watch these these football games. Yeah. See, I. I mean, I was going to be watching with my dad no matter what because yeah. he is a Georgia fan. I got to hold his hand for when Michigan stomps, you know, stomps him. But Let's hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the last time we were at John's, the games weren't – they were on, but, like, we couldn't watch them because we were either upstairs playing games or we were at the table and, you know, the TV not really being able to seen, be seen by the table. Yeah. See – there's one one beauty to this this year. Uh, now that the New World Juniors has been canceled, we don't worry about watching that on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. We don't have to scramble watching the 9:30 game. Yeah. Um. So stupid ass. But anyway. Um. Yeah. So so now we only got to worry about football, and uh, I'm gonna find a way to make it work. If um, I don't know what time I'm going over there. I'm sure I'll. It'll be like about time the Michigan Georgia game starts, or maybe halftime or something like that. I don't know. But like I, I'm gonna be make sure to watch this game because I care a lot more about this game than pounding a couple of brewskis and i'll be making a appearance show up fashionably late there we go so that'll be fun uh all right well before we hop into our show we want to give a um quick thought and prayer out to john madden and his family he passed away at 85 uh yesterday it was a sad day but at the same time it was a day that we got to celebrate the legacy of john madden and what he was able to do for the game that we so desperately love um was a coach with the Oakland Raiders, was able to um, just do so much in the football community, and then is one of the main reasons that we have the Madden franchise video game. So uh, John Madden, the reason that 13-year-olds are better at clock management than Mike McCarthy. That's uh, I, I saw that joke on Twitter, so I thought I'd that's, that's funny. That's a fair point. I like that one. But, yeah, rest in peace, definitely. Definitely sad, but um, it, it was just really weird how because it was unexpected. He was like he wasn't sick or anything. It was just um, you know a natural cause type of thing, and it was pretty much in line with his life documentary coming out. Yeah, very weird. It'll be an interesting documentary to take a peek at. That's for sure. Um, so rest in peace to John Madden. Thoughts and prayers out to his family and friends and all of his close ones. But uh, an awesome dude was able to advance our sport so much. So we are so thankful for that. Uh, from sad news to more sad news, Chase, we got to talk about our fantasy outcomes as both of us in the leagues that actually matter are now done. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a Mickey Mouse <laughs> championship in, in both leagues because I'm not in right. there. Everyone knows I'm the real champion. I'm going to win third place in both leagues, get third place trophies. We're going to switch themes. I'm going to have trophies from both years of May the 4th. And we'll be with you. I have trophies from both years of EBDBDFL. It's going to be beautiful. Did you get a third in mine last year? I did get a third in yours last year. Okay. I got, thir- I got third place in yours first in Johnny's. Um, and this year I'll be getting just back-to-back How thirds. do we determine third place? 
It was me beating Chris in, th- in like the third place game. Oh, okay. Um, which, which I'm playing Chris again, which he is the better team than I. So like realistically, he should beat me. But last year, I didn't even set my lineup and I beat him. So oh, nice. Um, but yeah, because I kind of forgot to set it because I was pissed that I lost. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Alan Kamara sucks. We, we know that. James Robinson getting hurt is what really screwed me over, though. If he would have put up projected, if I'm not mistaken, I still would have won regardless of everyone else did. Um, and then... If I could, you know, I was between Tyler Lockett and Zeke Elliott made the wrong choice to Tyler Lockett. Um, not that Zeke did anything great, but did better than Tyler Lockett. Was, you know, so much to complain about in, in that league. The other league, I just had a bunch of COVID injury stuff this last week where, like, I knew going into it I was going to lose, so I was just kind of prepared for it. Um, so I wasn't wasn't that upset about that one. But still almost won that one because Devontae Parker goose egged for Graham and Kamara sucked. We got some terrible matchups for the fantasy championship. I know. Johnny's isn't that bad. No, it's not good because Paul's team is really not that good. Yeah, Paul's team is never good until we reach the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Literally. like he, he squeaks in yes. and then dominates. He was the sixth person in. There's only six teams that make it. He was the sixth highest scorer in the league, but he's in the championship. It always happens. Um, I think he's made playoffs all four years. Mm-hmm. and he's got a first place, a second place, and now either a first or second place. Speaking of high score, I have this high score by like seven points in your league or 17, whatever the hell the number was. So L. garbage. So garbage. L. So mad. But I, I, anyway, um, yeah, no, it really is interesting because, like, it, you look at his roster, and he's got Travis Kelsey and, like, that's about it because he traded away Aaron Jones. Like so, like his star only star running back really is gone. His next best star running back is quiet, and he has Kareem Hunt, I think too. Like, like the whole team is just fine, and he just goes out and wins. It's annoying. Yeah, and then you've got in my league, Davy versus Graham. Go Davy. Right, Davy versus Graham. Go Davy. Okay. Yes. Kind, of, kind of a an icky final. <laughs> yeah. If see if if it wasn't Graham that beat me, I would have. I wouldn't. I would, you know, maybe root for Graham in this one. I don't care because he's had he's so bad at fantasy that he needs a win. Um, but now Graham beat me, and I'm mad. So go Davy. I was rooting with Graham, but he decided he wanted to be a s- stubborn little uh, turd. kid. Yeah, turd. There we go. Stubborn little turd when talking about my trade. So I think I got to go Davy now. Oh my God. But I think Davy. Hmm, that's a tough one. Actually, I was gonna say I think Davy would be more obnoxious about him winning, but. Graham's he, never won, so yeah. So we don't we don't know what Graham would do. He might get a tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> nice, but re- 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 realistically though, I was looking very forward to having the chance of playing Davy in the finals. Thought that would have been a fun one. Me and Davy. I disagree. I, well, that's just because you'd be mad that I would be there. <laughs> well, hey, I was. Who were you versing, Paul or Johnny? You were versing Johnny. I was versing Johnny. Yeah, I was rooting hard for Johnny. I yeah. te- I texted him and said. We don't need Chase winning. Absolutely you, not. You just you can't stand to see me on top. I was rooting for Paul over you. You're you got issues. I told him the the order. It would be Johnny, Chris, Paul, you. Just you because just can't, can't stand to see me on top. Like he's already been so obnoxious since he's gotten his one victory in fantasy. How have I been obnoxious? I barely talk about it. Yeah, it's not going to be a real championship because I'm not in it. Yeah, because I just literally <laughs> said it this today for the first time. Get out of here. Get out of here, obnoxious guy. Can't take move, the win. Move on. Um, and then your league, we've got I don't even know. Johnny and I, I, I didn't look. I, Alec. I got mad when I lost. Who's free agent bundle, Drew? Yep. It's either Johnny or Drew versus I, Alec. I think Johnny ended up winning. Versus one. Alec. Yeah. Ty. Go Johnny. Go Ty. Go Ty. Go Ty. Go Ty in all three leagues. I'm okay with that. And then all the money goes back to the commissioners. Yeah, okay, I can, yeah. I, I can rock with that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Johnny wouldn't mind either. Johnny would purposely tie for that. Yeah. All right. I'm good at that. All right, well, let's move on from fantasy. Let's talk about some college football. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty good season, I'm not going to lie, from last season where games were getting canceled. Michigan got crushed by Michigan State. Oh, that happened again this year. My bad. Um, but Who, Who's in the college football playoffs? Not a lot of fans. Oh, that's right. Uh, last season. Barely any. The SEC had some, but... Barely any fans last season. Games getting canceled. Teams only playing like four games. Uh, kind of a a fraud of a year. I'm seeing a lot of people saying that Alabama team last year is the best college football team ever. Saying they're better than LSU Joe Burrow. And I'm thinking, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean no. But the defense was definitely better than LSU's. Georgia's defense this year is better than Alabama's last year. It is. But we saw they couldn't take. Alabama this year, so 
Hmm. I don't know. I would love to see some way for them to play each other. Obviously, you can't, but yeah. like, it would be cool. I think it's a fraudulent win. Fraudulent win. Ma- Ma- Mickey Alabama. Mouse win. Yeah, Mickey Mouse This, win. this is the Mickey Mouse episode. And then um, we had some great stuff. So, Michigan making the college football playoffs. You love to see that. Michigan State having what should have been a Heisman winner and Kenneth Walker. No, but he didn't. There was some real revival in the state of Michigan when it comes to college football. We saw a phenomenal defense in Georgia. We got an F's or a, a power, not a power five school. We got Cincinnati in the college football playoffs. Speaking of revival of college football, Michigan, Western Michigan with a big bowl game win against Nevada in the quick lane bowl. Let's go. Sure. Uh, <laughs> There's been a lot of good stuff. I mean, Clemson, one of the most dominant teams over the last uh, five years, last decade. They're nowhere to be seen in the top 25. Like, a lot of really fun stuff happened. Uh, but you still got Alabama and Georgia as the big names you see every single year. But you got some new faces as well, Michigan and Cincinnati. I guess it is a little disappointing. Talking about Clemson real quick. Um, next year's quarterback class just got, like, so, it got so much worse with DJU performing the way he did this year. Like, right now, it really is just Bryce Young and Grayson McCall. Like, the only, like, really true prominent names. Yeah, guys are going to come out of the woodworks, like, as they as they always do. But Bryce Young is going to be a locked in number one pick as long as he stays healthy and performs at least even average. What he, Like, his average this year, if he does that next year, he's going first overall. And Grayson McCall is probably literally the next best quarterback because he decided to reenter. You're sleeping on someone. Who am I missing? Spencer Rattler revival season, baby. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think that DJU can still have a good season and turn himself into like a, a second round pick, but that has he, to be seen. He looks really bad, but no, yeah, but nonetheless, the, it definitely was quite a year for college football is, is you just kind of ran down the list of all these different things that have happened. I really hope Cincinnati can find a way to beat Alabama. It seems so, 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 so unlikely, but if Cincinnati can find a win in that game, that would be awesome. I agree. Well, let's talk about the New Year's Six Bowls. But before we hop in there real quick, I do want to ask, players sitting out of bowl games, thoughts on that? I don't really care. Like, sure, you know, I, I want to see you play in those bowl games, especially if they're a meaningful bowl game. Like, if you sat out of the college football playoffs, then I'm, I'm going to call on you for that because you had a chance to win something. But, um, you know, if you're playing, like, in the quick lane bowl, for example, if, if you're, like, if, imagine, you know, Corey Davis coming out of Western had to play in the quick lane bowl and he decided to opt out. How are you going to hate on the guy? Like they just went, they just had a six win, seven win season, whatever the hell they had. And he's going to be a top 10 pick. Like, like, yeah, like, no, I, I opt out, go to the draft. Like you can, I can't hate on that. But like, if you're a lower end prospect and you still need to have more to prove, I think you should play in that game and give yourself one more chance to, to add some film. Um, if it's an important game, you should play. But otherwise, like, I really don't care. Guys got to look out for their future. I'll give you a name where this guy is sitting out. He's in the Fiesta Bowl. And you tell me if you think he is, he should sit out. Because he's already opted out. He's sitting out. But Kyron Williams, running back for Notre Dame, do you think that's a guy who has already solidified draft slot and deserves to sit out? Or do you think that him playing would benefit his draft prospects i think his draft stock is lower than it should have been coming into the like he underperformed and i i really think if he could play and have a big game then that would help his stock but i really also don't think he would go out there and have a big enough game to really change anything i think he's going to end up early day three the way things stand maybe maybe if some team really likes him he'll go end of day two but it's going to be like day three type thing and i really i don't know if the bowl game would change it so if you want to just stay out and Stay healthy because if he got hurt, that's one that has a legitimate chance to fall to seventh round or possibly undrafted if it was like a season long type injury. So I, I kind of understand that for his case. I, I'm it's, it's a it's a weird spot for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with players sitting out as long as not the college football playoffs. Uh, I think that if you are in that position to actually win a national championship, you should absolutely be playing. And I think the reason for you and I being okay with that is because the college football playoffs is not in a good spot right now. Only four teams. Uh, I think we all agree that it should be expanded, whether it be eight teams, 12 teams, whatever it might be. Um, if you have more teams like this, players won't be opting out as much. And I know a lot of the um, older personalities in the sport absolutely hate when players are sitting out. But if we just expand the college football playoffs, I think we see that decrease. And I think that everyone would be happy. Yeah, that's fair. All right. 
the New Year's Six Bowls. We're going to save the the two college football playoff games for last. Um, it starts this Thursday, December 30th. You got Pittsburgh versus Michigan State in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Kenny Pickett sitting out. Kenneth Walker sitting out. So what do we expect from this game? I think that this probably is the worst game that we see uh, out of the New Year's Six but that's only because the top two players on each team or the top player on each team is going to be sitting out. Yeah, I put money on State to win this game in a parlay, actually. Let's so, go, baby. Um, I, I do think that they are going to come out on top because losing Kenny Pickett is bigger than losing Kenneth Walker. Um, Kenneth Walker is a big piece on that team, of course, and like they don't get 12 wins this year or 11 wins or whatever it was um, with, without him. But the team can still... Operate well enough. Peyton Thorne is okay enough at quarterback. There's enough threats at the receiving game in order for the offense to explode. And the defense is a solid enough group where they're going to be able to hold off what's probably going to be a heavy-grown offense by Pitt. So I, I I think that State should come out with a win in this one. Yeah, I'm pulling for State here. Jalen Naylor going to be playing for him. So yeah. I'm excited to see what they can do. Mel Tucker in his first big bowl game. It's going to be exciting. Uh, definitely pulling for state. We all know that. Next up, the Rose Bowl, Utah versus Ohio State. Uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, the big name that's going to be sitting out. Chris Olave, as of right now, was still practicing, getting ready for this game. Utah, all of their draft declaration players still expected to play. Ohio State by four scores. Four score and seven years ago. Yes. <laughs> well, Ohio State's going to get a pretty big win here. Uh, Ohio State is a six and a half point favorite over under 66 and a half. I mean, I'm smashing the over on both those things. I, I'm, I'm like, I would, I would smash Ohio State to easily cover that, and I would smash the over is what, is, is what I'm trying to say. Smashing the over at 66 and a half. Hmm. If Ohio State, if Ohio State scores 38 points, and you said it's what is it, 66 and a half? You said 66 and a half. Yeah, so that's what is that, another 20, 28 points from, from Utah? Like, like that's a 10 point game. 38-20, it's very realistic. I feel like or, Ohio or, State it, 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 might it, shut down Utah a little bit. But if, if, I, if that's the case, then Ohio State puts up 56, and Utah mm. puts up 10. And that's still 60, 66 and a half. Damn it. needs to be over. I'm thinking it's Utah a, puts up 11. I think it's going to be a 10 to 3 game. 10 to 3 game. <laughs> no. Uh, obviously taking Ohio State in that one. Michigan State versus Pitt. Uh, Pitt is a three-point uh, three favorite. Mm-hmm. The over-under, a 63 and a half. I'm going the under there. Yeah, I'm taking the under that game easily. All right, next game we are looking at will be the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Do we like Ooh. that one? PlayStation uh, Fiesta Bowl. I think it would be better if it was the Xbox Fiesta Bowl. I would agree. But the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl being between Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. Notre Dame a two-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under being 45-and-a-half. Uh, like I mentioned, Kyron Williams going to be skipping. Kyle Hamilton also not going to be showing up for this game. Uh the big thing, though, for me is you got a new head coach over in Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman taking over for Brian Kelly. Uh, what are we going to be able to see here from this Notre Dame team? I really don't know. I would probably still lean not watching this game. Um, oh. Because, <laughs> oh. like, I'm really, like... I'm really not that looking for that forward to this game. Like it, it might be all right. I, I I don't know. I was thinking about it over my head. I was probably I was leaning Ohio State a little bit going into the or Notre Dame. I mean, excuse me, geez, I don't know why I said Ohio State. Notre Dame coming into the game, but I'm kind of you know tilting here last second to Oklahoma State. Um, you know, I, I just I don't think it's going to be a, an awesome game. I think like it sh- it could be a competitive game, but I don't think it's going to be like an exciting game. If that makes sense. The only other games on while this game is on is Penn State versus Arkansas. And Iowa versus Kentucky. So I think I you are watching, watching the Winter Classic. Oh, okay. I guess that's <laughs> fair. Uh, I'm going to go Notre Dame here. I think that uh, with Marcus Freeman coming in, he's already been in the system yeah. for quite some time. Uh, so I think that he'll be just fine. I do think that there is going to be a little bit of a hiccup. I don't think they're going to skip a full beat, but I do think there will be a little hiccup, but I think they can still overcome that and take out Oklahoma State. That's fair. Uh, next up, sorry, let me get the right name for this. The All-State Sugar Bowl. Got to make sure we get the All-State in there because, you know, you never know. Yeah. And then uh, Rose Bowl was presented by Capital One Venture X. Yep. But the All-State Sugar Bowl between Baylor and Ole Miss. 
absolutely love Matt Corral coming out saying, that's not me. I'm playing in this game. Love to see that from your leader. Love to see that from your quarterback and a guy who is going to be a very high pick in the NFL draft. What do we expect out of this one? Who are you taking? Wait, let me give you the odds. Baylor, a one-point favorite, over under 54. Baylor, a one-point favorite. Matt Corral's slinging the ball for 350-4. and four. This is this is an Ole Miss win, baby. Lock it in. Lock of the week. Lock of, lock of the bowl season. Matt Corral going to have a huge game to solidify himself as the number one quarterback taken? Yeah, 100%. He, he is going to stay my number one quarterback through this draft process. I can guarantee it. He has to be the number one quarterback. He's the one person who has enough intangibles and enough of the the numbers to really back everything. Like, like he's just... Like there's no one else that you can, yeah, I really truly think you can argue is more deserving of it. I don't know. I haven't done my uh, my full deep dives into my, uh, what is it? Your QB rankings? Your, yeah, QB rankings, just, but also just, just, you know, just, just your, your watching draft. film. Yeah, your, dra- yeah. your draft film rankings. Uh, haven't scouting. been doing that, but I like Kenny Pickett right now. I do like him, so I'm very interested to see how he matches up against Matt Corral once I start getting into the film. I like Kenny Pickett, too, and I think he can have You're some just a success. Pickett. You're a hater. Yeah. You're just but, a hater. But I don't have him even in the same tier as I had Mac Jones last year right now. You know, things might change. I might see something else I like down the road. But well, right, last but, year was pretty. I know, but like, but like, it's the same type of thing where like he came on just like Mac Jones and had a Mac Jones borderline Joe Burrow, pretty much Joe Burrow type season. Um, but like it was different competition. And I just I don't see as much of the you know um, the tight spiral throws throwing it right into their bread basket hitting guys in the deep routes you know like I don't see as much of of the dynamic play between you know Kenny Pickett compared to Joe Burrow so or even Mac Jones. So he's like a Trey Lance, is what you're saying? That was the oh. dumbest thing I've ever in my life. Oh, you see that? I see hope that reaction? So that got that, him. That I, got I him. Hope, I really don't want Jimmy G to play this week because he t- he says, "Oh, there's a there's a chance for that I play." Yeah. I hope t- I hope that he doesn't because Trey Lance needs to start at some point anyway. You really need to find a way to play him this year because like he played earlier and he played okay. Um, it, like he throwing the ball wasn't like great. Running the ball, he did did all right. So he just he needs another like real start here at the end of the year. See see what you can do because like you you got him. He has to be your guy going into next season, or you have to trade him. You can't have a third overall pick sitting on the bench for two years in a row. Like you just can't do that. Like that's 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 a fireable offense. Like the thing is, I just Jimmy G is giving you the best possible chance to make the playoffs he, right now. He is right now, but like that's like you you got to see him in it some way. Like even if you factor him in for a couple drives a game, just you have to see him in in some ways like he hasn't touched the field in, in the last few weeks really like you got to find a way to just get him on there and see if he can create something with minimal opportunity even for sure but here's the thing if we go into next season jimmy g plays well down the stretch and into the playoffs right now they're currently in the sixth seed if he does that and he go into camp and he just looks like the better quarterback you can't just give it to trey lance just because he was a high no, pick. at that point you have to trade trey lance you can't keep you can't keep the overall pick on the bench two years in a row like you can't do that that is literally a fireball offense for a team that's supposed to be competitive you can't trade up for your quarterback of the future oh, and not switch to him uh i i just think that it was dumb to trade up when you had a guy like jimmy g who can take you to the playoffs and do well i, w- I would agree i think trey lance was a great f- like pick for them i think that's a team that i, I had faith in in order to use Trey Lance in the right way, but obviously Jimmy G played better than expected this year. Uh, Trey Lance hasn't gotten that opportunity. Um, they would have been better off just holding out and hoping they could get a guy like Mac Jones if this is the route they were going to take, honestly. Like, even though Mac Jones has obviously proven to be the best rookie quarterback this year and mm-hmm. deserves to start, but, like, it would just make more sense because you could feel better about transitioning to Mac Jones because it's a linear move in terms of the type of quarterback and the guy who is a little more ready. So, like, next year, even if Jimmy G played well, you can move on be good to go. We're now Trey Lance because it's a different – you got to have a different offense a little bit, dynamic type player. You know, things change, and you, you if you're Jimmy G's still playing good, you feel a little nervous to switch to him. So, like, it, it just, it, all in all, it's just a weird move. I, I I really would not have traded up for third overall if I was them. And, like, you, you can't just leave him sitting on the bench. You just can't. Like, I can't get over the fact that he's just, like, there's a chance a third overall pick sitting on the bench two years in a row with th- that dynamic of a skill set. Yeah. Like, it's a dynamic <laughs> skill set. You can't argue. <laughs> We'll get back to Trey Lance later on in the show because uh, we're going to finish the college football yeah, talk. Well, how do we even get on that tangent? 
Uh, I said Kenny Pickett is oh, like Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. And you got triggered. Yeah. <laughs> you see that rant, guys? Yeah. I really got him there. Um, you did. We're going to be playing the guy versus a guy for under 25-year-old NFL quarterbacks later in the show. So um, let's finish the college football talk here. And let's start with the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. You got Alabama, the number one seed, versus Cincinnati, the number four seed, Alabama's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite over under being 58. Alabama wide receiver John Mechie will not be playing because he suffered an ACL injury in the SEC championship game. What are we thinking? I see a lot of people saying this is going to be a blowout for Alabama. Do you think there's a chance here for Cincinnati? Like, tell me everything. It's not impossible for Cincinnati to win. Like, reality, reality is it's not impossible, but it is so unbelievably unlikely. You got to choose Bama in this game. I believe Jameson Williams might not be able to play in the first half of the game because he got, I think he got kicked out targeting uh, in the SEC championship, if I'm not wrong. But um, regardless, like the, 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 that right there could be the real benefit, you know, to start off the game that Bama doesn't have like their, you know, top two reliable receiving options. It's going to be some younger guys getting the opportunities. But again, it's it just how, how do you not choose Bama in this game? Mm-hmm. Um, like this. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I'm choosing Cincinnati just because I want them to win. Like, realistically, I think, no. Okay. (laughs) Realistically, (laughs) I think Alabama's going to win. But the one bright side is Alabama doesn't have their best receiver and John Mechie. Um, The Cincinnati pass defense is actually phenomenal. It's top two in the country. Sauce Gardner's gross. Sauce Gardner is gross. And on the other side, you've got a great player, too. Um, I was trying to remember his name. Um, But, like, they have a great pass defense, and it's going to be something that um, Bryce Young's really going to have to deal with. And I think that if Desmond Ritter can have himself a game... But he's got to have himself a game. He has to have himself a game. And you got to keep in mind, Bryce Young's won the Heisman. And, you know, this wasn't the strongest year for Heisman candidates, to be honest, but he was still very deserving of that award, 100%. And, like, you got to try to shut down the Heisman winner as, as, you know, a group of five school that hasn't faced this type of opponent yet really this year. Like, they beat Notre Dame, but what what did he do? Notre Dame sucks. Um, It's going to be a tough draw. I really want Cincinnati to win this game very badly. I'm pulling very hard for them. But it's just, it's very hard to rationalize how they come out with a win in this. Yeah, and uh, not sure how I forgot this guy's name. Kobe Bryant. Oh, yeah. He's cha- I forgot it. They changed his number to number eight for um, the college football playoffs in order, in order to honor Kobe Bryant. He was named Kobe, C-O-B-Y, for Kobe Bryant. And back he, in the day. he won the Jim Thorpe Award, which is the best defensive back. Yes. So him and Sauce Gardner... Not a bad little duo there. Um, yeah, Bryce Young is phenomenal, that's for sure. And I think that this game's going to be closer than what people think. Uh, I could be wrong. It, it could be an absolute blowout for Alabama just because, obviously, Cincinnati Bearcats not really playing up to the competition that Alabama did. But I think it's going to be fun. I'm rooting for Cincinnati all the way. You know why Bama's winning? Why? I just thought about cornerbacks and, and names because they have Kool-Aid McKinstry, baby. They got, they got the sure. best name in the nation. Uh, until the coldest to ever do it gets into college next season. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a great NIL deal with Kool-Aid. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, just I don't even know if he's really been playing. I think he redshirted. Um, I Like, he's not a name I've really paid attention to or anything. But regardless, anyway, it's it's just going to be a really tough one for Cincinnati to win. I hope they do. I would so much rather be wrong. Like, I'm not going to bet on this game or anything because, like, I just don't want to. Like, I, like the odds aren't going to be that great to do anything. Maybe I can throw a dollar on like a heavy underdog parlay for the college football games and put like two or three teams in there, put a dollar on, see what happens. But like, that's really all I would do. Put state in there because they're the underdog. Yeah. Cincinnati and Michigan. Sure. Michigan's got to be underdogs in that game. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you the spread here in a second. Yeah. But um, why do I feel like Cincinnati's not getting any love for being the underdog story this year? Because they're really not. Michigan's the underdog story, which is annoying. Because Which, they, in all fairness, are the underdog that has the best chance because they were an underdog coming into the year. Sure, but Cincinnati has done something that's never been done before. Yeah, I no, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying, like, the true, like, underdog has the, has the best chance is Michigan, but, like, the true, like, underdog is definitely Cincinnati. I'm in the same boat as you here. And just no one's giving them love. 
and I hate it. Like, I yeah. feel like, like, obviously, it's going to be a tough matchup, but come on, people. We always root for the underdog story, and we're just going to give up on Cincinnati? Why? You just don't like Luke Fickle, or you don't like Desmond Ritter? What is it? You know? Yeah. Luke Fickle's awesome. I don't know. I'm a big Luke Fickle fan. Mm-hmm. All right, Capital One Orange Bowl. You've got Georgia at Michigan. Big game. Going to be the best college football playoff game, in my mind. Uh, Georgia, an eight-point favorite. The over-under being 43-and-a-half. You taking the over or the under on that one? I'm going to take the over on this one, actually. Mm, I'm going to go the under. I don't think it's going to be much of an over, but I think it's going to be an over. Like, you said 43-and-a-half. 43-and-a-half. This game finishes twenty four to twenty. It, it, that's that's an you know that, that's an over right there. Which I think that's a realistic score in this game. I think Michigan is going to cover the spread. Um, they're either let's put it this way: they're either going to cover the spread or they're going to get absolutely murdered, like they should have never shown up to the field. I don't think there's an in between. I really don't. And this one, there's no opt outs at this moment. Uh, right now, J T. Daniels and George Pickens they are currently in the COVID nineteen protocol, um, but. Or that was not that JT Daniels plays anyway, so stupid. Yeah, as a couple days ago, they were in the COVID nineteen protocol. Uh, I'm not sure if they're out yet, but anyways, and and another name in COVID protocol for Michigan. Um, it was a prominent defensive player, and from what I have read so far, it sounds like it's Dax Hill, which is their most important, important most important defensive back. Okay, which so, is a tough blow. This is going to be a really good game because you've got a great defense on both sides. One being a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, you've got... I'd say, I'd say they're more than a little bit better, to be honest. Okay, I was trying to give you guys some yeah. that. <laughs> uh, a great run game. I take Michigan's run game this year. Very shaky at quarterback, though, both of them. Like, yeah. Michigan's quarterback situation is a little bit... I'm a little bit more confident in them. I would agree. But... The receiving game, the receivers, I would rather take Georgia's receivers. If George Pickett play, George Pickens plays, I even, even what's his face at tight end, um, the, the freshman this year has played fantastic. Yeah. He's Brock the, Bowers, did, didn't he hit a thousand yards? Uh, I'm not sure if he hit a thousand. Let me look that up for you. But I, he's I thought been I, great. I thought I saw that somewhere. I, I could be mistaken, but I thought I saw that somewhere. But yeah, but Brock Bowers has been awesome, and um, all the tight end for Michigan, he he's going to be you know one of the guys you got to really rely on. It really sucks that Ronnie Bell is just out for the year, can't play in this game because Ronnie Bell would be such a huge addition in this matchup. I think he could be such a dynamic piece. Uh, so that that one really sucks, but um, it it's it's gonna have to be a win on the ground type of game for Michigan and cu- catch them off guard through the air. Really, like pound them, you know, I, like have seven, if you have ten plays on a drive, have seven carries and three passing attempts. Yeah, seven ninety one and eleven for Brock Powers. Great freshman okay. season. So uh, for some reason, I thought. I thought I saw a thousand, but it doesn't matter. That's ridiculous for yeah. a freshman. Eleven touchdowns, just crazy. A freshman tight end, nonetheless. The thing that scares me a lot is I don't know what I'm going to get from Georgia's defense because when they came out against Alabama, they were not playing Georgia defense. Like I don't know what they were doing. They weren't throwing any pass rush. They were rushing three guys every time. It made no sense. They were playing as if. Alabama made this huge scheme on how to beat their defense. But here's the thing. No one beat your defense for 10, 11 games, 12 games. So why are you changing your defense? Yep. Like, don't try to change it just because you think Saban might have it figured out because no one else has been able to figure it out up to this point. I agree. So I think that as long as they play to their strength and use their defense how they have the whole season against Michigan, that's going to be really hard to score on. But... In the other way, Michigan, they've got two phenomenal pass rushers in Hutchinson and Ojabo. I don't know if JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett, whoever plays, It'll is going to be able it. to handle it. It's going to be Stetson Bennett. He, like they, They've rode him all year. If JT Daniels can get off the COVID list and they have a slow start, he'll go in. You know what I could see happening is they play Stetson Bennett, and then if they win, throw JT Daniels in because – Maybe they're confident going up against Michigan here and thinking we're going to have a rematch with Alabama. And if they're that confident, you throw out Stetson and then you bring in the wild card that Alabama hasn't seen. Not really anyone has seen because JT Daniels hasn't played much this year. So I think that could be the case. I think Stetson Bennett actually would have a better chance than JT would in this game just because Stetson can actually move a little bit. Mm -hmm. Where JT, he's kind of more of a pocket quarterback that wants to throw deep. He's Matt Ryan. He's Matt Ryan. 
The one problem, though, is Matt Ryan, great chemistry with Julio Jones. Josh Rosen, who's their backup, maybe. I don't know. Not great chemistry with Julio Jones last year or whatever. So here, JT Daniels, great chemistry with George Pickens, and that could be something that could go really well. Stetson Bennett, not so much. I just, I just want to bring it up. That that tweet, it was sent in the Twitter group chat the other day. I saw it before you sent it, but um, about the person having Josh Rosen above Baker Mayfield in their pre-draft rankings, and, and they're happy that it's proven to be the case. Yeah. I, I got to get a laugh out of that one. Yeah. But but nonetheless, yeah, no, I, I a lot of the points you're saying, you know, I, I, I do agree with. Um, it just, I think really what this game is going to come down to is we're going to learn if Jim Harbaugh is actually worthy of this AP Coach of the Year or not. If he pulls out a win in this game, it's going to be on a lot on the players playing their asses off, but the coach, the coaches and the coaching staff doing the right things to get their team in the right situations. So if, if they come out with a win in this game, then you have to tip your cap to Jim Harbaugh. You have to. All right, make your prediction. I'm going to take Georgia, uh, but I do think Michigan covers the spread. I'm taking Georgia as well. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think maybe like a 21-17 or something like that. Yeah, my 24-20 feels very fair to me. I think it's going to be a very defensive game. You're going the over. I'm going the under in this one. So it'll be a fun one for sure. It's going to be the game I think everyone's looking forward to the most. Cincinnati, Alabama, people are going to watch it, but a lot of people don't think it's going to be close. This one, going to be. So... That's it for our college football talk. If everything comes true, we'll have a Georgia-Alabama rematch, which I don't mind, but at the same time, like Cincinnati versus Michigan or Georgia would be a lot more fun. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. Let us know what you think. Who is going to win in the two college football playoff semifinals? Who is going to be making the college football championship in your mind? Put that down there in the comments. Uh, We're going to move to NFL talk right now, and the number one thing I want to talk about is Joe Burrow is getting no freaking um, like celebration. Uh, People are just saying he is now fourth all-time in passing yards in the NFL. They've been keeping stats since like the 1930s. Fourth all-time. But people are like, "Oh, For, for what? For passing yards. For in a game. 25, in a game, you're saying, okay. In a game. Yeah. Passing yards all time in a game. Yeah, okay. By anyone. Doesn't matter the age. But people are saying, oh, it was against practice squad. It doesn't matter. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit, it doesn't matter. Are you kidding me? They've been keeping track of this for 80 plus years, and he's now fourth all time? Like, that is insane. Uh, granted, I have not seen... You're more intertwined in the Bengals Twitter sphere, so I have not seen all over nearly TikTok. as much as you have. So all over TikTok, it's insane. People are like, he didn't even play anyone. Like, well, I know Ravens fans are saying that because Ravens fans are trying to find an excuse for everything this year. Right, but they might be the most insufferable fans out there. It, it they're rising, like they're they're growing pretty quickly. You know, you, you would think that it would be Cowboys fans, or you know, maybe Patriots fans, or maybe Steelers, maybe fans. Steelers fans, maybe even Eagles fans. But it really might be Ravens fans. I think Steelers fans have really taken a step down on most insufferable fan base because they are now realizing their team isn't that good. They're so real, they're like, yeah, they're realizing Big Ben should have been out the door three years ago. Right. So they're taking the step down and. Like, it just pisses me off that people are like, oh, he didn't do it against anyone. When Baltimore did have their players in week seven or whatever it was, he still put up over 300 yards on you and like four touchdowns again or three touchdowns, something like that. So he went crazy. Love to see it. But one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about this game specifically is because John Harbaugh was not happy that Joe Burrow was passing it downfield with two minutes left in the game when the game was already decided. What are your thoughts on running up the score and stat padding? You know, I, you know about stat padding. You had uh, stat no, pads. For, I, I can't. You know, I, I, I can't. I can't relate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want to know what you think about that. What, what do you think? What do you think? I think. Okay, I think that you are super against it. You hate that. <laughs> if you don't want him to score, stop him scoring. Like I'm, I'm that way across all levels of sport, all age groups. Like. Sure, be like, yeah, like, yeah, that throw is kind of unnecessary, but at the same time, like, you're playing in the NFL, just stop them. Same thing for in freaking high school. If I'm playing high school hockey and I'm up by 15 goals, if we score the 16th, don't let them score 16 goals. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you want me to tell you in this one, to be honest. Like, just be better. And 
It's not like the Ravens haven't done this before. You know, when they, remember they were trying to keep that like that streak alive, the rushing streak, and they were like they were up and they were just running the ball like with a stacked offensive line and sliding, just just adding more rushing yards against the Broncos. And the Ravens have thrown late in games, you know, in previous years to try to get like the Ravens have done this shit and they're complaining about it. Like like it, it's stupid. No, it's the NFL. You guys are all paid. You're you're all big boys. Don't go cry about it. Deal with it. Deal with the fact that a young quarterback just dominated you. He's mm-hmm. taken the NFL by storm. He is a great young talent. He's someone that's going to be a future face in this league for a lot of years. Just deal with it. Live with it. He's already the face because the NFL Twitter has him as their uh, top picture or whatever. The banner. The banner. And then they also have uh, something about Joe Burrow in their actual bio. It's probably changed by now, but they probably only did it for a day. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it. The Ravens last year were pissed at the Bengals that they took a field goal late to – like get rid of the shutout. Mm-hmm. Like the defensive coordinator for the Ravens was pissed that they didn't shut the Bengals out because they took a field goal on like a third down. It's like, okay, well suck one. Yeah. Now he's pissed that Joe Burrow threw a 52 yard bomb to Joe Mixon with like a minute and 20 left when the game was over. So I, I think it's absolutely stupid. If you want to run up the score, do it. You're we're all big boys here. You know, play the game. Hey, there's a quote from the original Money Ducks. It's not worth winning if you can't win big. Exactly. Uh, one more game I wanted to talk about. Chargers Texans. Oh, really? Why did the Chargers lose to the Texans? I told you why. I told you the TikTok <laughs> I saw that explained it. Oh, TikTok means Yeah, this TikTok. I, I don't I don't know if we talked about the show, I just talked about it to you separately, but like it had all these different scenarios um where like Oh, the, the Jets beat this team, the Jaguars beat this team, blah, 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 all these things, which is why this was like a month before the game happened, which is why the Texans will beat the Chargers when they face each other. Sure, sure enough, it happened. I should have listened. Yeah, you I, sh- I should have hammered the Texans in this game. Uh, Still should not happen whatsoever. No, no. Rex Burkhead should not dominate the field ever. We lost our bet, the two of us. Which one? We talked about what running back would be, like, the guy on the Texans. Oh, yeah. You said David Johnson. I said Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, I don't think, is even on the yeah, team God, anymore. Yeah, he's, he's on the Dolphins. Yeah, and then David Johnson. He's not playing. Yeah. It's, so. it's, just, it's, just, it's just sexy Rexy. So, I guess, you know, there's no payouts. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, but. I forgot about that one. Yeah, this, uh, this game should not be happening, and it just makes me happy because we all know now that Joe Burrow is actually the guy. Justin Herbert is not. So we're actually going to get into that right now because get into it right now. I'm going to give you uh, like between 15 and 20 quarterbacks under the age of 25. You got to tell me if they're the guy or not. Does this include college? No. There's that many quarterbacks to choose from. Yeah. Wow. There's some where it's like pretty obvious. Okay. um, So you're going to tell me if they're the guy, a guy, or you need some more guy. Or you need some more time. Okay. Or what if I can just declare that they're no guy? Like, like they're not even worth being rostered. Is there anyone like that? Sure. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. That's fine. Um, And the reason that I wanted to do this is I was actually thinking, I don't know about you, I've seen a lot of quarterback talk recently, and so figured let's talk some yeah. more about quarterbacks. And then I was thinking you really don't need a team when you have the guy, when you have a Tom Brady. You look at the LSU um, champion national championship team. Without Burrow, they're mad. With Burrow, when you had the guy, they won it all. I, I really I think they can be more than mad. Like like I think it's so that could still be an eight win roster. The following easily. year, they only had like five wins. Yeah, because how many guys left, dude? You lost freaking Justin Jefferson, Clyro Tulare, Stephen Sullivan, like seven wins. Like dude, like yeah, because Joe Burrow played there too. Joe Burrow sucked. Right, right, right. He, he started that year. No, but the thing is, I, I know what you're saying. When you have the guy, the team around you plays at a different level. Yeah, you can have bad players playing well. Look at Eli Apple; he's never been a good corner in the NFL. He's on the Bengals right now, playing the best he ever has in his career. Because for some reason, the Bengals are believing in Zach Taylor. The Bengals are confident in the quarterback that they have, and they're playing out of their minds. So that's why I wanted to talk about the guy, a guy, no guy, or time still. Uh, time will tell. Time will tell. Number one, Lamar Jackson. He's the guy. He's is too. He? He's too dynamic of, a, of an offensive player. Like he's struggling this year. He he is, 
But, you know, like Mahomes struggled beginning of this year. And Mahomes has figured it out. Like, you go through these stretches. Josh Allen took two years to figure it out in the NFL. Like, like you go, you can go through stretches. You can have bad starts. You can have things going. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if I'm drafting quarterbacks in the league, I, I'm – I think I think Lamar's going to be my top five if to build a team around because of what he can really offer you because he does have a good arm on top of being a ridiculous athlete. Let's get these three out of the way. Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow. They're all the guy. The guy. The guy. There Sorry. you go. Uh, next up, Daniel Jones. He's, I mean, I, I guess I'd call him a guy. He's pretty close to being, like, no guy at all. Honestly, he's closer to that than he is to the guy. But I, I'll put him in, in the A guy range. Yeah, I think he's just a guy. Like, he's he's not going to – he's your Andy Dalton. I think you he's know? worse than Andy Dalton. I think he's lower than Andy Dalton on that scale, but, like, right behind him. He's got some rushing ability where Dalton didn't really have that. Yeah, but too Dalton bad. had a lot of rushing touchdowns. Yeah, because he's no yards. Tom Brady special. Yeah. You just hammer yeah. that in. All right. Uh, Mac Jones – I need a little more time because, like, I I said this before. I think he'd be the most ready NFL quarterback coming into to the league. Sure enough, he's had the, the most success early on. But I just I don't know how much more he grows as, as a player. I think um, just the, the way he plays the game, it's a pretty translatable thing, but it's not something that really gets more dynamic over time. He can still get better. Like, he's going to get better than he is now. This isn't going to be his stat line every single year. He's going to improve, but I don't know how much he improves. So I think he's more of – a guy that you can win with if I had to go one way right now, but I still think I want more time to like really officially see. Okay. Um, let's do this for quarterbacks that are rookies and you have, I'm assuming you'll need more time for everyone, but Mm -hmm. like you did here for Mac Jones, lean one way, even if you need more time. Okay. So from what you've seen from Trevor Lawrence, I assume you need more time, but from what you've seen from so far, do you think he can be the guy, or do you think maybe that potential's a little bit out the door? I'm 100% leaning a guy on this one. If I got to lean one way, right a now. guy, dude, he doesn't. Okay. he doesn't even look good on the field. I agree. Like like then the Jets game when he ran the ball backwards 20 yards and just dropped it, fumbled. Like like what like what are you doing? How do you have that little awareness compared to what you did in college? It, like something is just gone from him and I, and hopefully he can figure it out because he can be the guy but right now he's way closer to a guy and you can't I really don't think you can argue strongly that he's the guy top 10 quarterback for Graham Weaver Jalen Hurts no he's he is barely even a guy like let's be real he he's gotten better this year I'm gonna give him credit I still think you can possibly win with him because he offers you know a dynamic of, of rushing but like he's nothing more than a guy Justin Fields I'm kind of more in the a guy range. Um, you know, he could be the guy as well, but like right now he's putting me in that range. Tua. A guy. Oh. Lock, lock, lock it in. He, he's, Say it to Johnny. He's, he's a guy, Johnny. He's just a guy. And, <laughs> like, see, coming into the coming into the league, I, I said, I would say a guy was just his ceiling, where I think he could still maybe reach the guy territory or just, like, borderline edging. Like he's, he's higher – I think he's going to be better off than I thought he was in his career. Um, uh, you know, I thought he could be a serviceable guy, but I think he'd be a little more than serviceable. So I'm still going to put him in the A guy range because you can only have so many of the guys. Zach Wilson, A guy. I, I I've always thought that. Like I, I I thought this guy had a chance to come out, come in and have some success, but like he was still my fourth quarterback of the five in my rankings. I don't coming into the draft. I don't remember your rankings. No, I know you know. I was just I don't know why I said it that way. That's, that's what the answer is. Uh, Trey Lance. Like, clearly you need more time. I believe he can be the guy, but, like, throwing the ball. So, like, running the ball, it's been the guy in terms of athleticism and what he could bring to, to make it offense dynamic. But throwing the ball, he's so far he's just been a guy when he's had the little opportunities. He's he's had some nice throws, but he's had some throws. It's like, come on, Trey. No guy. No, no guy <laughs> at all. Um, Sam Darnold. No guy. No, no, no he's, guy. He's, he's not, dude. It's such a shame. He's starting this week. Cam's getting know, benched I, because Cam's not been good. He started off great the beginning of the season, and you thought, okay, maybe he got those bugs out of him that Adam Gase installed into him, but clearly, like he he was damaged too much. Uh, PFF says after the first three weeks of the season, Donald was the eleventh highest graded quarterback. Uh, it looked like replacing Adam Gase with Joe Brady was the best transition in NFL history. Uh, since then, he's 
dead last with a grade of 45.8. I don't doubt it. Since week four. I really don't doubt it. He's, he's looked really bad doing it. Baker Mayfield. He's closer to being no guy than the guy, but he's in the A guy range. He is a guy, and that's about it. Yep. Like, everything about Cleveland right now could be special, except for the quarterback, and if you don't have a special quarterback, you don't have a special team. Yeah, th- like that's a team that could win with Baker Mayfield. I truly think they could, but he's not going to help them win. I don't they could, think they could, they could win in spite of him being there. I don't think they could win the Super Bowl. I think they could based on a just hell of a defensive run. It's they're, possible. They're, they're seven and eight. No, I, oh, I know. I'm, I know. I'm just saying like, like, if, if they had a hell of a defensive run, found their way into the playoffs. Maybe. No, not possible. True lock. Why are you even asking this question? He's no guy at all, dude. Davis Mills. He's closer to the guy than no guy. I was going to say, before you say anything, Davis Mills has been. He's the second best rookie quarterback. Maybe even the best with how he's been playing over the last couple of weeks. I'm still going to give Mac the, Jones his depth. I'm still going to give the edge to Mac based on season long production. Um, but like Davis Mills is very clearly the next best. He's been better than Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. And Justin Wheels just doesn't have enough playing time to really put him in that conversation, in my opinion. So Davis Mills earned that starting drive for the Texans next year. You know, he was someone that was like, it was a weird pick for them. Um, I got their quarter situation, obviously very weird. Um, Someone that, like, you thought could maybe have some success on the road, but probably wasn't going to really, you know, turn into much because really outside of the first two rounds, quarterbacks are very unlikely to hit. Um, You know, you get guys here and like, you get the Russell Wilsons, you get the Tom Brady's, mm-hmm. like, but, like, for the most part, you know, a lot of those guys end up flopping pretty pretty hard. But, you know, he's looked good so far, so he's going to start next year for the Texans. He's going to start the whole season unless he, you know, becomes a train wreck at some point. And uh, he's definitely closer to the guy than a guy, or than no guy, I mean. But he's like still cemented in a guy range. That was 15 names. I'll give you three more. Instead of telling me if they're a guy, no guy, the guy, you tell me if they deserve a chance. Okay? Okay. Josh Rosen. Yes. Dwayne Haskins. Yes. Jordan Love. Yes. He, he's never really gotten a real chance for the other two have at least. And I still think, like, I, I think, I genuinely believe Josh Rosen would fail again if he got one more chance. But he's really only gotten the one chance. Like, he, he got the chance in the Cardinals and a horrible team and was just immediately thrown away once Cliff Kingsbury came in and has never really gotten enough of, of a chance to, to go on to succeed. So I really think if he goes somewhere, like, is he still in Atlanta? Um, I'm not sure. Because say they draft a quarterback and Matt Ryan is decides to retire this year, which is an impossible. And he is. What's that? He is, he is on Atlanta. Okay. Yep. So say Marin has retired, they draft the quarterback and he's not quite ready. Josh Rosen is the guy that ends up starting. He can go in and have some success. Um, he's not gonna he will, he would never be the guy. I, I I can guarantee you that. But Atlanta's not gonna be drafting a quarterback to be the guy. Like they're not gonna I don't I don't think they're drafting a quarterback high if even if Matt Ryan retires. I I really just have that feeling for some reason. So I I, I you know he, he deserves a chance to, to at least you know get a little bit of runway, but I just really don't think he'd have a lot of success either. And it's kind of the same thing with Dwayne Haskins where he started with Washington. It wasn't very special. I didn't have a whole lot of love for him coming out of college, but he's got enough intangibles where he deserves one more chance. All right, very last thing here, the top four quarterbacks there, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow. Rank them if you want to start a franchise right now. So Joe Burrow, Justin, I'm just trying to think of all the names. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Throw two in there too. <laughs> well, I, he's two is fifth. <laughs> two is fifth. My fourth is going to be Kyler Murray. I can do that. Um, and then three to one is where it's going to be a little more tricky. Three, I'm probably going to go Lamar Jackson. And uh, it leaves a battle between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And I think I'm going to take the dynamic personality of Joe Burrow, number one. It's very close. I could flip-flop on this all day and all night. Um, I, I'm a much bigger fan of the talent of Justin Herbert. It was that way coming into into the NFL. But I was a bigger fan of everything else Joe Burrow brought, of of the mindset of the of the leadership, of of just the way he could carry a team. I, I like all that stuff a lot better, and which is why he was my top quarterback in that class, along with everybody else, pretty much. So I'm going to lean Joe Burrow because I think he is someone that you could legitimately win three, four, or five Super Bowls with if you have the right team. Where Justin Herbert is good enough to help bring your team there, like he could carry a team there. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good team around him, it could be the same type of thing. But I think, like, if they face each other in the Super Bowl, for example, I, I would bet on Joe Burrow's team almost every single time. Yeah, uh, I think Lamar would be my fourth, but I can agree with the rest of the order. Uh, 
I don't know if Lamar's top ten right now. I I can't go. I can't get behind that one at all. I can't do it. Lamar or Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Brady. For like just like one season. Sure. Tom Brady. This year. Yeah. For us, yeah. For this year, Tom Brady. Yeah. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Dak Prescott. I don't know. I, I don't think it's hard. I'm going Dak. I, I might go Lamar. Dak had a really Dak had a worse stretch than Lamar's had. Dak was phenomenal last night or two nights ago. Yeah, but then the first four or five weeks prior to that where he was like actually horrible. Where he's coming off of a gruesome injury. Coming off the gruesome injury? What when he missed like two weeks, you mean? He started the season off. No, okay. when he was coming off a gruesome injury because he's gonna be up for comeback player of the year because he yeah, snapped no, his ankle. But two. I'm talking about like weeks like eight through twelve. He was very, very, very underwhelming when he played. You must not have seen Lamar Jackson's like stats I, I, and everything. Dude, and how I, he's I, been playing. I, I, I comparing the two. I, I think Lamar's play over Dex. A lot of people are taking Big Ben over Lamar right now. Yeah, no, that, that that's just a bunch of idiots. Okay, so let's take out Dak, Kyler. I just ranked Lamar over over Kyler. It's just like, start a franchise, but you'd rather for Lamar for the, the rest oh, for, of the season. For, this, for the rest of the season, yeah, I'll take Kyler. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Matt Stafford. Yeah, probably. Even though he's slowed up, slowed down, kind of hard too. Um, let's see, who are some of the other names? You Kirk say, Cousins. Did you say Mahomes? I didn't say Mahomes. Mahomes. Just like Mahomes is a lock. Kirk Cousins. I would take Lamar over Kirk Cousins. I I know Kirk Cousins has been throwing the ball well. I just I it's too much of a dynamic ability that Lamar. Derek offers. Carr. I'm taking him over Derek Carr. Really? It's just when you have that when you have two toolkits that you can use like it, it's such a I want advantage. I want to find the list that I was doing because I know I'm forgetting a name right now. Um, and, and I do, really, but that's at least eight quarterbacks right there. You would take over them, and that's with you not taking Dak. Yeah, and I do really want to see the Ravens fully healthy with Lamar because, like, he won an MVP already with a fully healthy team. He mm-hmm. looked really good, and I, I really want to see him fully healthy again, like the team fully healthy again around him because that is part of the reason why he's struggling. I will safely say, but like, it's not an excuse, you know, for the Bengals to shit on you twice. Right, I smoked him. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, I'm taking Lamar, dude, easily. Russ has been terrible, dude. Dude, Lamar has only two games this season where he's thrown over one touchdown. Over okay. one. That's fine. Russ has been way worse. Russ has not helped us in games. Uh, Lamar hasn't either. Yes, he has. Dude, no, he has The rushing ability Lamar here, are you sucks. kidding me? Dude, the rushing ability it, alone helps He's him getting outmatched in rushing ability by Josh Allen by, like, a ton. Josh Allen's cracked, dude. I think Lamar Jackson making the Pro Bowl is a joke. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, though. All right. Well, we don't have a lot of time, so let's just run through our picks. Okay. Okay. Philly at Washington. Uh, Philly is a three-and-a-half-point oh, favorite. Yeah, I'm not watching Wait. that game. Yeah, I would assume Philly's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I have it as Washington for some reason. Okay, well, we're just going to assume it's Philly, and I'm taking Philly. I agree. Um, Carolina at New Orleans. Sam Pass. Arnold's back. Pass. Taking New Orleans. Give me Carolina. Why not? Okay. I got I got ground to make up. I, I, I'm not going to catch up unless I'm like, if I'm 50 50, just go opposite of you at this point, really? Because like, I'm, I'm, I'm not because back I, 13 games. I, yeah, I've, ta- I've taken quite a few chances the last couple of weeks and have not worked out. So I'm going to keep taking chances. Why Chris, not? Chris went 2 and 14, though, this past week. So him and Garrett are now tied for last. You are eight games ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, New York Jets versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, a 13, 13 point favorite. That's Tampa Bay. Uh, Miami at Tennessee. Tennessee a three and a half point favorite. Miami, baby. I'm also taking Miami. Can't can't go against them at this point. You just can't. I think it could be close. Um, Tennessee has proven me wrong over these last two weeks. They've won. Um, wait, actually, no, they lost to the Steelers last week. But this most recent week, they proved me wrong by me saying, you know, they're trash without Derrick Henry. They actually had a decent win. Um, but I'm still gonna go Miami. Yep. Jacksonville at New England. New England, a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. New England. I want Jacksonville to win one more game, please. I want the Lions at first overall. It's going to be tough. I don't know who they play as their final game. It's probably going to be... It's probably nothing great. Probably nothing like great for them, I mean, like for the order to win. I think it's the Titans. Yeah, maybe the Titans rest players. Maybe. Uh, Las Vegas at Indy. Indy, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Jonathan Taylor is going to get a shit ton of yards in this game. If only I could use him in the finals. Indy is probably the hottest team out there right now. That's the one team I do not want to face if I'm the Bengals in the playoffs. Uh, Kansas City at Cincinnati. You've picked them every single week up to this point. Does that continue? Might as well keep rolling with it. Like, 
Don't feel very good about this one, but I'm rolling with it. Bengals. Uh, I'm going Kansas City. Last week, Hater. I, last week I went Baltimore and then switched to the Bengals. Hater. And they won. So I'm going to go Kansas City this week. Who knows? Maybe a switch is on the horizon. Hater. Uh, Giants at Chicago. Chicago, a six-point favorite. Who's starting a quarterback? Any idea? For the for the Bears? Because um, Foles played last week. I don't want either team to start any quarterbacks that aren't named Justin Fields. You want like, Justin Fields play for both teams? Sure. Okay. That'd be cool. Because I don't want to see Glennon from or uh, Daniel Jones. And then Chicago. Daniel Jones is shut down for the year. I know that. And then Chicago, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. <laughs> I guess I'll go with the Bears in this one. This is my least favorite game. Maybe all season. Yeah, this is going to be horrible. Atlanta at Buffalo. Buffalo, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep. Uh, Houston at San Francisco. San Francisco being a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. L.A. Chargers host Denver. L.A. is a 5-and-a-half-point favorite. The Chargers are not losing back-to-back weeks after losing Texans like that. They will be the Denver Broncos. Uh, I agree with the last, like, four that we all said. Figured. Uh, the L.A. Rams at Baltimore. The Rams, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I will take the Rams. I will as well. Uh, Detroit at Seattle. Seattle, a seven-point favorite. I'm surprised it's that big. Yeah. I'll take, I mean, I'll take Seattle, but, like, I, I still think the Lions have a chance to win this game, which I don't want them to do. I really, I really, I like seeing them win, but I don't want them to win this game. There's no need to win this game anymore. Yeah, I've got uh, Seattle in this one, but... I agree. Detroit definitely could take this one. The only reason I give it to Seattle is because it's in Seattle. Yeah. If it was the opposite, I'd probably lean Detroit. Uh, Arizona at Dallas. Dallas is a five and a half point favorite. This should be an entertaining game. I'm going with the Cowboys. I am too. Yeah. yeah. You see the way the Cardinals played the second half of the year when Cliff Kingsbury's coaching their team? Horrible. Mm-hmm. They're going to get in the playoffs just because everyone else around them that they need to lose is losing. Everyone's saying they're the NFC Raiders and... That's one hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. They they have, there's nothing proving otherwise. Minnesota at Green Bay. Green Bay a six and a half point favorite. I'm taking the Packers. I'm too. Best team in the league right now. Uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Uh, whichever team loses is done. Like they're not making the playoffs. So this is do or die for both teams. I'm kind of tempted to take the Steelers in this game. I give you my pick to help you. Go ahead. Uh, I'm taking Cleveland. They were actually pretty close with Green Bay this past week, and like both quarterbacks are terrible, but I think Miles Garrett is going to be better than T.J. Watt in this one. Ben Roethlisberger wins his last home start of his career. Ooh. What if they play home next week? They don't. I looked. Okay. There you go. All right, those are our predictions. Let us know your predictions, and um, we would uh, love to hear you know all the stuff in the comments. So, you know, whatever. Uh, Chase, distract him real quick. Ah, that, that wasn't distracting. Oh. All right. If you're listening on YouTube. Did that fall off? No, I took it off. Oh. Because it was going to be in the way. Oh. <laughs> but for anyone watching on YouTube, we upgraded. Woo-hoo. And we now have another microphone. So, thankfully, very thankfully, we're now going to have some more people on the show. They're going to be joining and I'm not going to have to just listen to Chase all the time. So sure. it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this might not be on tight because I just saw it like leaning off the table. Yeah, you might want to take it back up then. Not great. Um, I can put it this way, but, you know, people can't see me. There we go. People can see me now. Maybe. Um, we're going to have guests on the on the show now, and I'm super excited for that. We're going to have a different setup. It's not going to be this same angle. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure to look out for that. But a lot of fun stuff coming for the WNP boys. Word. If you want to stay up to date with all that we do, you can follow us on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. If you uh, want to stay up to date with us on other platforms, we have Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All those links will be down in the description. Make sure to check those out. If you're listening on YouTube, if you could please give us a uh, like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell to turn on notifications. Again, down there in the comments, let us know what you're eating right now. I don't know. Tell us whatever you want. Give us predictions for the games upcoming. How excited are you for the college football playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. If you're listening on a podcast platform, if you could, please give us a follow and a five-star rating. We would really appreciate that. Thank you so much for coming out. And as always, we're not professionals.